today on Commitment to Truth. When we ultimately do as Christ says, we will never be able to contain the results. You see, the results from obedience is always better than the fruit we can produce on our own. Obedience may be uncomfortable. It may feel erratic. It may feel totally against what you have feel and think and done before, seen done before, but it will always be more fruitful to do it God's way rather than our own way. Amen. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. So, gone fishing, let down our nets. That's what we've been discussing the last uh, three weeks. And in this series, we've learned about three core things. That is, one, how to identify our excuses. In other words, I think uh, the tendency for all of us is to make excuses why we shouldn't go fishing and fishing for men, women, and children of all nations and tribes and tongues. We've also come to the conclusion that there's some, there's this hindrances of what I call normacy, just doing the norm and continue to do the norm, and the norm will ultimately lead to uh, ineffectiveness in our in our fishing and our in our uh, responsibility of reaching again all nations, tribes, and tongues with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, but then in this, we've uh, define and uncover the increased effectiveness that is available to all of us if we ultimately follow Christ's lead. If we follow the leadership of Christ, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit, we will ultimately become more effective, more efficient, more fruitful, if you like to say it that way, uh, as disciples and our fishermen and women uh, of other men and women uh, who need Jesus just like we do so desperately. So in this, we've, if we accomplish and apply these principles, there's a few things that we've also um, uh, discovered, and it is this, is that if we allow the Spirit of God and Jesus to lead us, uh, we become more and more, increasingly more and more comfortable with his holy interruptions. In other words, that uh, he may want us to go north while we are used to going south. You know, you normally take the street to work, but he says, I want you to take the expressway to work. Even though some may be a little hesitant to take the expressway, right? He may want you to maybe leave a little earlier for work because for some reason and for some strategic purpose, he's aligning you to accomplish a, a fruitful work, maybe seeing someone at the local Wawa or Starbucks or whatever coffee, coffee shop you frequent at, that you show at the right time to say the right words, to smile, the right smile, right? Possess the proper body language, walking in that coffee shop so that person can see and experience Christ through you. Just as simple as that. So when we, again, apply these principles, it, I believe we've learned that it will then equip us to listen and obey, again, the precise direction 
of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of God is still directing his people. I like to always say affectionately this way, a, through a cloud by day and a fire by night. Just as he escorted the children of Israel out of Egypt, he is still helping us navigate life. If you would, again, a cloud by day and a fire by night. He's not going to you know, bang on your front door of your heart telling you what to do and how to do it, but he will do what? Whisper. And that still small voice, he will whisper to you and say, go this way. Say this. Don't say this. Do say this. Therefore, there, he then, if you would, has this privilege to change, alter, reconstruct, however we've been used to doing whatever we are used to doing. That he has this clear privilege to say, yeah, God, if you want to change, alter, reconstruct, however I do life, feel free to do it. And in this, I believe we found is that we will then uncover that our nets will always be filled. That you'll be in the, listen, you'll be fishing in the right pond or at the right bait at the right time, all the time, right? How do we know this? I mean, read the book of Acts. Every day, men and women, that the Spirit of God did supernatural acts. That's why the book of Acts, the acts of, uh, some theologians say the acts of the apostles. I like to add this, the acts of the Holy Spirit working through the apostles, Average, everyday people who struggle with sin, just like you and I, were willing to allow the Spirit of God to lead them and guide them to ultimately multiply the gospel of Jesus Christ to a point that has reached us. It's our responsibility to continue it into the next generation, even to children yet unborn. Amen. So we've also understood, if you can turn now to John chapter 21, uh, in verses 1 through 3, again, when life becomes normal, there begins to be this problem in two ways we've uncovered. First is that when we just continue the norm as the disciples did, is I'm just going back fishing. I'm just going to do what I normally do. Well, two things happen there is that it begins to influence those people around you negatively influence those people around you. And secondly, again, fruitlessness. So today, if you want God to show up in a big way, if you want him to be ever present in your life, right, that you know that you know that you know God is with you and that he, you can see his fingerprints all over your life, you got to apply these principles. You got to give him space. Got to give him access got to be willing to allow him to intrude your space and time. No matter how simple it may be, give him the space to be God in your life. Amen? Last week, we began to answer the question, uh, what happens when we do as Christ says? What happens, what begins to happen when we do as Christ says. So again, let's go back to John chapter 21. We're going to read verses 1 through 8, and then we're going to back up and again answer this question of what 
happens when we do as Christ says. It says, after these things, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, who was called Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, well, we're coming with you. See the influence? Uh, they uh, went out and got into the boat. And that night they caught what? Nothing. Remember the word nothing? Zero. Zilch. That's what that means. They caught zilch. Verse 4 says, but when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Where? And then listen to how, what happens in verse number 5. So Jesus said to them, children, you do not have any fish to eat, do you? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find fish. So apparently they were fishing on the left side, right? And he says, cast it on the right, cast it on the right sides and you'll find fish. And he says, and then they were able to haul it in. They were not able to haul it in because of the great quantity of fish. Therefore, the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garments, for he was stripped for work, and, he, and threw himself in the sea. Weird. He was stripped from work, put his clothes on, and then he jumps in the water. And we're going to navigate through that today as well. Threw himself in the sea, but the other disciples came in the, in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits away, dragging the net full of fish. When we do as Christ says, remember last week we covered these two points. There's a need to be childlike. The only way that we would even consider doing what Christ says is that there needs to be this infantileness in our hearts. In other words, he can, I can't. He knows everything, I know nothing. He's all-powerful, I'm powerless. And remember we learned that there, no matter how much you grow in your faith in Christ, there's this need to always understand that I am eternally dependent on Christ. No matter how much intellect you have, no matter how much success you have on this side of heaven, there has to be this clear understanding and and willingness to embrace a childlikeness. Again, no matter how much authority you have, you see that thing throughout the scriptures, men and women of authority approaching Jesus and saying, listen, I have, a, I have authority. When I tell a person to do that, they do that. But yet I know you are Lord. You have more authority than I do. Can never forget it. Can never lose a childlikeness. Secondly, we found in verse number six is that this childlikeness will always lead to a required change. If we do as Christ says, you can rest assured, he's going to somehow say to you and I, uh, you got to do it differently. And I believe it could be because, at least in my personal life, there's this need to also be reminded that he's in charge. 
God will always set us up in life to force you and I to say, you have to do some things differently. Right? It's kind of like this. You get married. You've been single for the last 30 years, 40 years. And you just think you're going to act the same when you get married. <laughs> you think she's going to cook the food just like you cook the food or like your mama cooked the food. or <laughs> It just ain't going to happen. In any relationship, right, there's this necessity for change. Any relationship. I don't care how much you know someone. If your relationship is going to become more and more intimate, there's a need to lose a part of you. So you can gain the best of them. And the wonderful thing that God does in all of our lives is that he always keeps the best. Even though there's a need for change, he will always keep the best of you. It's a required change. So number three, four, and five, we're going to finish with today. If you look at verse number six again, is that they were not able to haul it in because of the great quantity of fish. When we change, when he says to change, not changing just to change, but changing when he says to change, it's a spirit-led change, right? It's a calculated spirit-led change. We can never contain the results. That's why you see there, they were not able to haul it in because of the great quantity of fish. The words not able means this, not to be strong in body, not to have power. And to me, that's, that's another beautiful part of our relationship with the Lord. Remember we talked about earlier uh, when we introduced prayer today is that, is that at the end of the day, when we ask God to do something, he does something supernaturally. We step back and say, what well, is never by my might is never by my power but it's by your spirit, saith the Lord. That there's this continuous reliance on him, right? Continuous reliance to approach him as a child because as a child, I understand that I'm never strong enough. I never have enough power. And the beautiful, the beautiful complexity of that is that when we don't have power, he does. Because remember what the apostle Paul says, when I am weak, then you're what? Strong. So if you can flip that on the other side of the coin, when I am strong, then what happens? There, we know God is never weak, right? But there will be this impression of where's God? We know he's never weak. But it will be, in our mind, somehow warped, developing this warped way of thinking that, well, something's wrong with God. Something, God doesn't like me. God's, no, no, it's because I've chose to be God. I've chose to keep things under my control. Therefore, I don't give God the privilege to show how strong he is, how powerful he is. Two other words here is great quantity means this, a great number 
of men and also things. Remember we talked about this, I think, in week one, is that when we cast our net and, and, and the fish come in, you know what fish comes, when fish come in? The fish and the things with the fish come in. Have you ever gone fishing? And then you, you know, you reel the fish in and before you know it, there's like seaweed and all kinds of stuff attached to him, right? The beautiful thing about when you fish for men, one's giftedness, skill sets, personalities, intellect, all those things come along with them. So let me apply to your ministry. If you're a ministry team leader in this church or your ministry in general, if you're not fishing for men, your ministry will always lack things. Because things come along with whom? People. And that's what happens in ministry so much. People get so frustrated. Well, I'm, I'm the only one doing this. I'm new. Nobody's helping me. Are you fishing? Because chances are that person who you bring into that net will begin to be fully engaged in the body of Christ who brings skills and giftedness and resources. And they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that ultimately meets the need of the ministry. So another way to say this is... If your ministry needs something, you need to start fishing more. Here are some results when we trust the Lord. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8 says this. Blessed is the man who trusts or this word trust means has confidence in, boldness, and security in the Lord. And whose trust is, whose trust is the Lord. So it says trust in him, and then whose trust is the Lord. My trust is not found in anything else but in the Lord, because he is my Trust. Verse 8, for he will be like a tree, meaning you and I, planted by the, the waters that extends its roots by a stream. If you didn't know, what normally happens is when trees are planted by waters, their roots naturally navigate towards the source. And listen to what it says, and does not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green. It would not be anxious, would not be fearful, would not be concerned, would not be so careful. Are you a person that's like hyperly careful, overtly careful is anxiousness. It will not be anxious in a year of a drought nor cease to be fruitful 
are your fruit. No matter how difficult and dry the season will be, there will always be fruit. When we ultimately do as Christ says, we will never be able to contain the results. You see, the results from obedience is always better than the fruit we can produce on our own. Hear hear what I just said, church, is that the results that come from obedience will always produce more than what you can produce on your own. Obedience may be uncomfortable. It may feel erratic. It may feel totally against what you have feel and think and done before, seen done before, but it will always be more fruitful. Always be more fruitful to do it God's way rather than our own way. Amen. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. There's a lot of people we can imitate ourselves after. There's professional athletes, there's movie stars, right? There's successful businessmen and women, there's teachers, there's parents, there's all types of people, again, that we can imitate ourselves after. But the Bible says this. He says, be imitators of God as beloved children, just as Christ also loved you and gave his very life for you. Think about that. What the world needs now more than ever are imitators of God. Listen, not that we can be God or anything close to God, but what we can be are men and women who exemplify one of the most undoubtable undoubtable characteristics of God, and that is love. In other words, that love that sent Jesus Christ to the cross for men and women like you and me is the love that the world needs now more than ever. But the only way they're going to experience this pure love that is found through the finished work of Jesus Christ is when we, the children of God, If you're a child of God today, the children of God are imitating the love of God so that a dying world and a very confused world that we live in today can experience the pure, unmistakable love of Jesus Christ through you and through me. This is Pastor Cedric again with another Weekly Wire. Please pass this video on to someone who may be imitating after someone that maybe they shouldn't, but ultimately should be an imitator of God who displays love, especially to a dying, wicked, destructive world. We hope you enjoyed the sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again for listening to our series from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. 
If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.